Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Oh God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 a full requirement for the wake up songs for years to come is to give me gaps to play. That's like one of my highlights of my day is to find little clips and throw them in there. More clips, I say. I got a text that said, how dare you, John, talk about parades the way you've talked about them this morning. My girlfriend thought they were the greatest entertainment in the world, signed Nathan Sutherland. All right, Nathan, that is enough. We've heard enough from Nathan. It's Christian rapper, formerly of Hacienda Healthcare. I got an email from a guy who said, boy, that gift-giving thing is something you learn as you get older. My wife's father passed away 30 years ago. Uh, he used to bring her one flower every time he brought uh, my wife's mom roses. So he'd bring the wife roses and he'd give one flower to the daughter. said, so on the 30th anniversary of his passing, I went and got 30 of that particular flower and spent a couple hundred bucks. And she saw them and said, thank you. No tears, no real reaction. I thought for sure this would get to her. I guess she should, I should be happy she's not an emotional wreck, but come on, lady, show me something. Yeah, it's those moments where you give a gift and you expect a response. That's the opposite of gift giving. Gift giving for a response is uh, baiting. It's totally different. Like I give you a gift and wait for you to react, and if you don't, I didn't do it right. Get, now, Expectations. Now yeah, now you're setting a standard of like the way they have to react is part of the process. And people should be grateful they should be grateful. As a gift receiver, you should always be like, oh, my God, this person just took – whatever this is, they took the time to get it for me. But there are certain times when you go above and beyond and you think you really knocked one out of the yard and you get no response, and then you stew on that for a while. Sure. Yeah, so those are those 
and I don't know, age or whatever. It's just a recognition of like, this has bothered me my whole life. I've been bad at gift giving. I need to be smarter about these things. You know what helps on that is just doubling down and do it again. The exact same and gift twice. And just keep doing it. <laughs> Until, it until you get your until you get your response, you want to create a That's good right. Vesuvius. Go broke, basically, just buying the same thing over and over again. <laughs> well, I remember my friend uh, gave his when he proposed marriage to his lady friend and handed over his mother's wedding ring, which was his grandmother's wedding ring. A beautiful antique, you know, probably pushing seventy, eighty year old ring. Hands it over, puts it on her finger, and her friend goes, oh, my God, you can take that in and have that redone. It'll be so beautiful. And she's like, yeah. And so basically she wanted to take all the stones out of it and reassemble it. And he's like, no. <laughs> like that is uh, – that's got to stay put as is. It's kind of the family's – that's what we're passing on to you from – oh, no, it needs its center diamond and it's got to have – we'll take these sapphires out because those aren't modern. Why did I do this? And then, of course, later they were divorced because it's a bad start. If you start nitpicking the ring. For sure. The ring you buy is the ring. Like I told you, the first time I got married, I should have known right then and there because my proposal, I gave her the ring. I said, this isn't the permanent ring, but I want to put you at ease that, you know, we're going to. I'm throwing you around. I'm giving you one, and I just want you to have this. And I went to like some mall store and bought like a a couple hundred dollar ring. It could have been a lifesaver I'd sucked down to size. It wasn't the point. So she looked and she goes, this isn't the ring, right? I'm like, no, no, no. She goes, and she took it off and gave it back and said, propose to me when you have the real one. And I was like. Get your act together. No, she wasn't mad. She's like, let's just, let's make this different. I'm like, all right. I think I just did that. Now, she had gone through 9-11. She was in the towers. She was mentally not stable at the time. She was worried that relationships were caving in. So I'm the one who caves and says, you know what? Even though I don't think you're really ready for this. A Let's commitment to the next level is something you say will help you. I'm here to help. And then she throws the bomb at me like, why don't you try that again, chief? I can make her world better. <laughs> right, I, right. It's my job to help out here. I should have known right then and there. Oh, was I mad that night. I, I, she was crying. Well, like she's a beautiful, not going to wear that truck stop ring. Exactly. Got I can't I, get show my friends this. And then, then I knew. Oh, boy. And what I think, because going into it, I thought, oh, she's going to melt like butter, and I'm going to get the BJ of my life. Hurrah. Right. I'm sitting there thinking there's going to be like people banging, and the cops are going to show up going, this is the great, I don't think it's ever been done better than what's happening in there. You guys must be getting married. And it was a beautiful, like to me, it was like this, this, you know, almost like this quaint moment between two people where you're like, look, I know you've been through a lot. We've, we're working on that. I wanted to make this right and say, I know that one of your concerns in is commitment from me that we're going to go forward with I'm this. committed. And I'm telling you right now that that's what we're going to do. But I, you know, and I made that decision today. Looking so back. this is the temporary thing. And I put it on her and she's crying. She looks and she goes, this isn't the, the, the and I'm like, no. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And she took it off and handed it back. She said, do this again when you have the real one. And I'm like, that's a great idea. Um, I also have a gun that you're going to want to put away because I'm thinking about using it right now. So we're in a bad spot. But at the time... You thought that a little bit, but you're like, okay, all right. You're oh, no. Right. I was furious. All right. There was nothing about now, me Now, looking back, would oh, you do it again? Absolutely not. In hindsight, I'd have kicked her out before I even asked. <laughs> but presenting a ring. Like, if I could get Doc Brown and Marty to come in and go, you can't do it, Doc. Like, why? And they explain it to me. Like, I'd be in the DeLorean. We're getting out of there. Yeah. No question.
But that was, you know. Was Did moment. you ask anyone beforehand oh, about, the, uh, about the ring? What do you mean? Like saying, hey, this is the ring that I picked out. Because I, oh, no. I can remember one time. No. I'm like, I to me, that wasn't important. Yeah. That wasn't a thing that mattered. It was just like a symbol. But she couldn't, You're she lucky couldn't show on her that, friends. Because if you would have asked uh, another girl or something, it's not like it wasn't a b- bad ring. But Well, that would have been inappropriate in to ask another girl. Well, if you had a friend, <laughs> that uh, a guy's wife or whatever, you oh, know, yeah. your buddy's wife, yeah. oh, you're not going with that. See, now here's the problem with that. that. There's a couple problems. I won't ask other people about my relationship in that regard. I would never go, what do you think I should do and is this enough? Because if I'm doing that... That's a, that's a sign of my insecurity completely saying I, got to, I had to ask other people if this is the right. No, it could be a rope or a Sharpie or whatever else. It's not about what hardware it is. It shouldn't be. I, uh, I would probably um, – I, I can't remember if I did. I, I would ask around like what did you like about yours You know, because I knew nothing sure. at about the time rings. about like Princess Cut and right. all those oh, different – Oh, we've discussed that. And then I figured I, – I, I, I tried to take it all away and like – all design my own. Sure. So at least maybe there's a little more sentimental that this is a unique Right. Ring. But it was made of pork ribs, and that was a bad idea. Turns out. It went over pretty well. <laughs> the pork rig? The pork it, The bones are Look, holding up fine. Their bones last a long time. That's the point of bones. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, but gift, you know, I should have just done it. But that's like a lack of being grateful when somebody gives back the thing and says. That was the big red flag that you still oh, went over. Yeah. That, I, like that said, I was like, you know what? She's maybe. I don't okay. know. It was stupid. That was the gesture. It was beautiful. I pictured tears. Like, he, like you know, this guy emailed me. He said, I did. Pictured tears and stuff. <laughs> I can live with that red flag. <laughs> I'll make it work. But I didn't see it as a I saw it as a. No. I did see know. it as a red flag. Yeah. I just ignored it. As we often do to red flags. I'm not sure what I should have done at that moment. I think I did say what you did was really wrong. What you did was incredibly wrong. And now I am not real sure about things. And I think it led to a giant fight. I'm almost positive it led to a giant fight. I remember real well. And that's when I think I started rooting for um, a time machine so I could go back and tell Muhammad Atta to hit a few floors lower. <laughs> she survived the World Trade Center. That cost me a lot of money. Or cut the hotel intercom. Oh, that would have been good. She stayed in the tub. Yeah, oh, that would have been a good one. <laughs> Yeah, go back and clip the wires to just that floor for the intercom. A few people would have gone. We'd have had some uh, friendly fire, but tougher to get to Atta. <laughs> I don't know. That. Uh, knowing what I know, I think Atta. I've been at the Logan Airport, and there he is. Hey, uh, Muhammad, <laughs> I know what you're about to do, and I'm not stopping it. But what I need you to do is get that thing about four floors lower. <laughs> what do you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. I'm from the future. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yeah, people are uncomfortable with that conversation. But if you saw the checks I had to write, <laughs> you'd have been rooting Al-Qaeda for a little bit. Just not not to get American. To, you know, it was not a pretty moment. 
<laughs> Relationships will make you root for Al-Qaeda. It's like what Ari Spears says. I don't condone what OJ did, but I understand it. <laughs> and when he said that. Oh, I fell out of my chair. He was going through a terrible divorce. It's like, this ain't no joke. Well, the best thing about Ari's story was he was going through a terrible divorce and his girlfriend had just slashed his tires. Yeah. I'm like, a lot of this is your fault. I know. I can't keep off of him. Look, I ain't condoning what a OJ man did. has his knees. <laughs> I ain't condoning what OJ did, but I understand it. <laughs> and I was down there on the floor. Yeah, this it'll change you. Like you're, you're emotionally selfish at that time. Uh, speaking of things that'll change, Big Surf. I don't. Is it closing? They're selling it, and They're, like in a day's time of announcing that it's for sale, they the, auctioned off the everything. Key. Okay, yeah, but we were wondering. You can't really auction off the slides. Yeah, they're, I just read it. They're chunking them up and selling pieces of that, or you can I buy the whole somewhere, slide. I guess they were fiberglass slides. Yeah, it's fiberglass yeah. slides. I'm, I'm sure some of them that are you know gigantic. Like the I don't know if that straight down one can go. I would love that That's in my backyard. Saying. It's like forty five. It's like six stories if you just <laughs> shove it in your backyard. Yeah, you have surf, room. I, you could get it in there. I could get it in there, but I'm, I'd die sliding into to the maybe, other side uh, of the pool. It'd be going breakneck speeds and. Skip like a stone into the other side of the pool. Just have the uh, the ladder start in Troy and Michael's yard. <laughs> right, have to go over the gate and have to, like, climb the ladder. And then they can shoot down. Hey, it's slide day. Into the yard. Hey, guys, if you want to pop by, you get up that six. I don't want to climb six stories for one ride into the side of my pool. But yeah, Big Surf is shutting down. And I don't know if it's because of Brett uh, on our show admitting that that's all they did in the eighth grade trips from junior high to Big Surf. Is- that was the main reason. The main reason, like, we didn't realize that was going on. And Brett evidently, along with everybody that emailed me, taking full advantage of sexual assault in the 7th and 8th grade when the junior highs get a day at Big Surf. Every junior high, if you grew up here, you know junior highs had Big Surf Day. Every May, they'd pile us into buses and drive us to Big Surf instead of teach us anything. And I was, all I remember is John Stevens' nipples coming off because I was too stupid to understand that you could be with girls in the 8th grade and 7th grade. Uh, Brett Fesley's talking about standing, standing under there and trying to throw fingers in people. And, and now they're closing. Well, I, know I don't know if they're, cl- they're selling it. Like, is it the statute of limitations has to be up on that? But yeah, they're selling it, and you can. Two things, I, I guess. I mean, that land definitely is oh, valuable, a valuable lot. Um, the other thing is, I know there's two. No one for sure, but there's two new um, wave parks being built. I mean, like, I heard one state-of-the-art one out in um, Maricopa oh, that's going to have a hotel. You know, it's linked to the uh, casino, I think, right around there. Yeah. You could build the And then there's one in Gilbert, I think, they're building. If they had the free vagina hotel in Maricopa, I'm still not going. That's ridiculous. Nobody's driving to Maricopa for a water park. That's as bad as the idea that guy had the, the dolphin tubes racing buses from Casa Grande to Phoenix. Uh, Maricopa's water park. Let me tell you right now, as an investor in business, don't put your money in that. But the Maricopa Water Park. Okay, did you hear what you just said? It's, it's the same as the Aquanaria Dolphin Death House that we ran. It's a bad idea. I think that casino does all right. Sure it does. The light, it's a casino. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> casinos do great. You can, we've learned about casinos that you can take that vice and jam it in the middle of nowhere and people show up. A water park? Yeah, it'll be interesting. The casino in Maricopa does really well with busloads of 80-year-olds and buckets of nickels. I don't think they're ready to go down the sixth-floor super slide. (laughs) I don't think that audience is doing it. Then the Maricopans will go out there, 
And therein lies the reason why I'd never go. Agreed. It's like South Park's Pee-Pee's Playhouse. They had the Pee-Pee's <laughs> and the water was dangerous, perilously close to being more pee than water. <laughs> That's what it would become in the cope. And then they'd have that dolphin exhibit, that sick, pale dolphin. It doesn't belong. But yeah, but picture fat. And they said, even for sale is the seven foot uh, totems. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, great idea, except for that's got to be some sort of cultural appropriation. You got that in your house. Somebody's going to get mad at that, right? You got a six yeah, foot. Yeah, that would look great in your backyard. <laughs> oh, sure it would. Until that one Polynesian person comes over and goes, what's this? I'm like, oh, it's my. I don't know. Hawaii's made a mint on those. Uh- Brady Bunch style tiki things. I know. They sell us that garbage. That's uh, that's my favorite part of Hawaii is the airport coming home. Is <laughs> yeah. people holding tikis. Australia's the same way. Dude standing there with stuffed koalas and a didgeridoo and a hat. You said never you can't again. bring those. You can't bring. Well, I couldn't. The koala I bought at the airport <laughs> had actual koala hair, and you can't what? transport that. Yeah, I bought it in the effing airport, and they're like, <laughs> you can't take it on a plane. I'm like, you're selling it at the airport. Sorry, <laughs> it's like selling luggage that won't travel. No, mate, sorry. Can't do that because it's made of real koala meat. <laughs> what is this? Just stuffed koala. We shave them down sometimes and we make little treats out of them. And then you pay for it. Try to get it on a plane. They commandeer it. We put it back. We do it all over again for your dumbass American tourism. It's a great cycle. I couldn't get my money back. I bought oh. it. I walked through security. I go through customs. They don't think anything. I'm like, I got this gift and this. And like, you can't have that. I'm like, I just bought that. Back on the shelf. Sell it again. Sorry about that, mate. This one's ours now. Will I get my money back for that? I have the receipt. I'm t- you're taking it out of the bag from the store I bought it from. Sorry, mate. Uh, you got to get moving forward. No moving backwards like a kangaroo. We in Australia don't go backwards. <laughs> they love it. It's, That's oh, their oh, grift. Oh, it's probably that, that same kangaroo is probably or, uh, koala sitting on a shelf there today. It is 100% their grift. Sold for the 100,000th time. That kangaroo and that koala bear have made us over $10 million, just those two alone. alone. And you know what's great? They're one of a kind because we don't need more. Sell them at the airport, try to get it on a plane, I dare you. Can't get it through customs. It's made of koala meat. It was the worst worst 80. And you know what was worse about it? I bought it for uh, my friend Mark's daughter who was just – she had just – or maybe it was their kid, Matthew. One of their – Kristen just pushed another kid out. <laughs> and uh, so it was my my good friend Mark is, had another kid. I'm like, you know what? I'll get the kid a little a, a cute thing koala. I'll get a nice thing because I don't do that. It was again the gift giving thing. I was trying to be a decent human being, and that backfired on me. So f- <laughs> gift giving for that. Now you know. Just get those ones that clamp onto the purse straps. The little koala clips. Not, sorry, Mike. Can't hear the little koala clips made of actual koala. How <laughs> oh, was that? It was an inch and a half. Yeah, we make you take an inch and a half of the koala's foot. We manufacture a little head on it, sell it for a hefty airport fee, and then, of course, you try to get it through customs. We take it right back, sell it again. It's a great scam. Thank you. G'day, mate. Yeah, g'day, <laughs> Dick. Did you enjoy your time in Australia? Yeah, up till right now, up till leaving. You guys are putting an exclamation point on this sucks. Sorry about that. Did you run into a jelly? One yeah. last thing, your yeah. five-foot-long didgeridoo can't carry that on. Oh, the best part was the L.A. airport when we landed. <laughs> Baggage claim was just a series of didgeridoos coming down off of the – and, and dudes standing there in shark-tooth leather hats like, this doesn't work here. None of this works here. You're never going to use that, are you? Yeah, this is a bad idea. $85 at the Aborigines Museum.
I bought a boomerang. I had a hat. <laughs> it's like coming out of this town with a Coco Pelle. Oh, it was, but they yeah, are. Ortega, but at least the Coco Pelle. Cowboy Pelli, with a cactus penis. Look, at least the Coco Pelle fits in your suitcase. <laughs> this didgeridoo, it's five and a half feet long. You hear it every once in a while in the airport. Please stop playing the didgeridoo. But we gotta. All right, sorry, your didgeridoo's made a real koala, a koala bones. I'm amazed oh, it's they not. still sell them. Oh, they, are you kidding? No, we I know, but they're so up. irritated by them. They love them. Oh, that boomerang thing. I went on, I went on a, where we went on a, a, a hunt? Well, no, it, well, we, <laughs> we kind of, we went on a train ride to an Aborigine village and white people have built, um, really nice little thing where you either buy scones and like snow cones and, um, really, and, and it looks like a little Swiss village. And in and amongst the Swiss village are actual Aborigines. So you take this cool little train ride from the coast up into the rainforest in this area. And, and then, but every Australian tells you, it's like, when you get up to Abo Village, because they're horrible racists, <laughs> when you get up to Abo Village, just hold your breath, mate. They have a different scent. Which they told me about Americans. Also, you guys smell like rose because everything you wear has a scent. Your deodorant, your hair, your shampoo. You guys smell like hookers. So Australians have a problem with smell. Get up to that Abo village and you'll you'll see for yourself. And I'm like, that's terrible, horrible pile of garbage. I'll be fine. Get up there. I have a scone and a and I walk down the way. It's a little hot. I have a snow cone. A scone and a cone. And they and, and so but it's a scone there. You can't say scone. So I'm looking around at the Abo village and um. I'm there and then, uh, and then we take this uh, gondola ride back. But and I'm telling you what, those Australians aren't lying about the Aborigine village. There is a, a specific scent there that's somewhat like uh, burning oil and um, like somebody getting a perm, all combined. I don't know if it's the people or the food or what. It just it smelled horrible, pungent. It stunk. So you get on this gondola ride back down to this beautiful facility they built, where they play a movie on how they stole all the land and how how horrible how horrible these people have been treated. And then they're like, let's go outside and throw boomerangs. So they give you a boomerang and you're tossing around. They got little fake bunnies and trying to hit them. And you're trying to you, basically a boomerang just heads an animal. It's Forty feet away, and this guy dressed as an aborigine who's just working at the thing, bunny head flies off with a little fake bunny. Like God, that's amazing. Then you try it, and all you're doing is it's the frisbee. You're like, Did you have fun? Yeah, eighty-five dollars. You have the boomerang. You're like, I want the boomerang. I want the hat. I want the loincloth. I want the. And then you open your luggage when you get home, and you're like, what the hell is all this? Boomerang? What the hell am I going to do with a boomerang? I can dress like an abo. And you know what I do with my boomerang? I lost it in Sholo, trying to show people I could throw a boomerang. So somewhere out there somewhere in out the in, forest. Somewhere in Sholo. <laughs> it just took off. The thing didn't even start to turn. I've, I've never had a golf shot straighter than I threw that boomerang. <laughs> It's been carved up and it's in a squirrel nest. And oh some yeah, birds yeah. Nest. No, it's, it's 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 sustained life for an animal's eggs. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how we got off on that, but Big Surf is shutting down. So if you're interested, they're having an auction, I guess, online. And I don't know what our friend. Oh, Nancy's so it hasn't be. happened yet. It started yesterday. Like they started announcing like the pieces that are going, like it's Sotheby's or something. I don't know, but you can get the tiki huts and you can get all the stuff and the the totems and I don't know what they're going to do with that. But I mean. Big Surf, and they're blaming the pandemic. They're saying COVID shutting Big Surf. How down. cool would that be in the front of your driveway, the entrance, the two totems and the tiki? So welcome. Maybe the least cool thing ever. 
maybe the worst torch is going perhaps <laughs> the worst decoration idea i've ever heard right? if you put like you're pulling into jurassic park right. the liquidation auction is uh for sale now i don't know what any of that stuff is it's just pieces of get a surfboard oh, john surfboards who doesn't need one of those in the <laughs> desert a big surf used foam board where am i going to use that His shade structure shade structure's nice I got to imagine it would be pretty similarly oh, pricey. Big oh, fans for your backyard. <laughs> big fans. <laughs> so it's basically Home Depot put together. There's your tiki. And there's that six foot tiki, which I have to think buck tooth. Some sort of racist thing. If you ever ran into a like your totem tattoo is offensive to everybody. Nope, not in at all. Vancouver and British Columbia, and Northern Washington. A white guy with a totem tattoo. That's that's not good. What's that, that running for? That's lot one ninety nine. I don't know. You got to register. I think so. Let's bid. I'm bidding on that. I'm not. I, you know. I have... a, ooh, a zip line. They're auctioning off the zip line. Okay. A lot of tables. Bike racks. The fiberglass slides. The picnic tables. Four tap keg chiller. That's pretty good. Here you I go. Got Bra- a couple of good things. Here you go, Brady. The Vulcan deep fryers. Ooh. Oh, get yourself some deep fryers, folks. You can build, yeah. <laughs> you can have little Big Surf, uh, you know, the flavor of Big Surf still baked into Mini the side. Big Surf. Yeah. Here's this one for is you. great. We're making churros and weenies. I'll just get Four a plastic kitty pool. <laughs> yes. Have the kids out. You know, you can still smell the Big Surf. Salt water oil. It's everything but the Big Surf. Mm. Now, these little corny dogs are going to be better than average because it's baked in Big Surf. Well, they're selling it. And that's a piece of, uh, that's like when they shut down Legend City in this town, uh, city. For people who remember Legend City in this town, it was a it was a fun park for rednecks. It was like really low level, but people loved it here. Well, play a long song. It opens at 8 a.m. We can go check it out and be right back. Well, they were having the Punk Drublick show. Right. Our friend Nancy <laughs> puts on. Punk Drublick? Yeah, they've, they've been doing concerts there. And uh, did we do our show there? It got canceled, didn't it? Yeah. Because that was our that was our big U Fest that, that got canceled because of the ago. pandemic. Yep. Yep. We we're supposed to have it at U Fest or the at the Big in Surf. The other room, yeah. That's right. It was a good one too. Yeah, and it was going to be right there at the Big Surf in the water and out of the water and with the stage set up over. Didn't the, the top guy and... give you tickets at the Super Bowl party for that that he won? The Super Bowl party? No, he gave me Pete Holmes tickets. Pete Holmes, yeah, because right. he gave me tickets to the last Super Bowl party we had that he had won. <laughs> I hadn't away thought a ton of that. Of stuff. I had not thought of that. We gave away like thirty prizes at the Super Bowl pre-pandemic. Like two weeks later, the whole country shut shut down. And the guy brought him back to me at this Super Bowl party. He goes, here you go. And I'm like, what's this? And he goes, well, we donated money to the Humane Society, and you drew our name, and we won these two years ago. And I'm like, was it good? And he goes, it didn't happen. And I'm like, why? I was too dumb. And he goes, well, they shut the country down. Like two weeks later, I'm like, oh, my God, all our prizes were useless. <laughs> Hopefully you understand. So I gave him back to him, and I'm like, if Pete, if Pete Holmes comes back. Just bring these. <laughs> I don't know if they check dates. That's where I got your uh, Heinz Ward picture frame jersey thing at big surf at the auction because it was a uh, uh, surfing with nixon they used to, where they're taking autistic kids and surfing them in the wave pool well they weren't surfing them oh yeah <laughs> Brady, oh yeah pretty that reads poorly <laughs> the guy the guy would ride on top of you you have the kid lay what? out on his belly sir you surf the autistic the, the counselor would uh, ride the kid yeah that is bad for remember be, remember the beach boys surfing the on the spectrum <laughs> yeah <laughs> Gonna surf on a spectrum, kid. Gonna surf right now. <laughs> surf spectrum, go surf spectrum. <laughs> yeah, they're tearing it down. Uh, 
They keep saying, somebody said this, and I got an email about it, so they're going to build the Coyotes Arena there in a couple of years. I can't imagine that. We'll see if that's it. But they, but they didn't say they're tearing anything down. Big Surf just said we're closed. Here's everything. It's like a drug. It's like a drug dealer. But the Coyotes already did their deal. Well, no, 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 that's no, 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 no. that's temporary. That's a five. Is it a two-year deal or something? Three so years. Twenty twenty-five. Yeah, they don't have anything planned yet. They got they're playing at ASU's new hockey arena, so which is five thousand. The word that I heard is where the Phoenix Rising played there. The tribe has some of that land. So a pop-up ice rink? No, no. Well, that would be interesting. Yeah, it would no. melt. No, I heard that that's where the arena is going to go. Oh, who knows? Uh, coyotes. Uh, total coyotes. hundred rumors going out there about where to. Play. And also, there's a chance that the arena is going to go somewhere in Houston. Because that would make more sense. Check Seattle off because yeah. yeah, well, you don't no need long, no longer need to now, steal Portland's your too team. close to Seattle. You don't need it anymore. Houston's the city that you got to look for. Salt Lake City, Houston, they're kind of. But Tempe is, you know, maybe they'll step up. But I don't think the Coyotes, I mean, the Coyotes are, that's the only sports franchise I've ever seen in my life where the city says, you can go before they want to leave. Like, yep. no, 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 we want to stay. It's like, nope. no. We're you good. can't use our house anymore. It's like, but what about? No, you're not. Go find somewhere else to play on ice. You guys have been real crappy teams. <laughs> right, right. We're not happy with you. We'd rather just have this thing sit empty. But no. So now they're in that little tiny thing down in Tempe for a couple of years. We'll see. But that's sad. Big Surf was a it was the first time you ever saw uh, a lot of kids' first times ever seeing boobs was Big Surf. I'm included in that. And it wasn't because they were being shown to me. It's because the waves knocked tops down. And girls would pop up out of the water and not realize their boobs were out. Need another keg chiller? There you go. That's pretty good. A girl named Lisa popped her. Uh, she had great cans, too. And she popped up out of the water and her Oops. yellow bikini top was floating beside her. And she broke down in tears. And all we all and I do remember that. Brett said he did the fingering thing. But I do remember there were guys who would run around and pull the tops off. That was the whole day. Like, that's all we did. The, the surfing was stupid. Clip and run. The wave park was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, we, we pull them down from the front. You do your hands get involved, like oh, and then you just see boobs. Where, where is, where is the next generation of kids gonna see boobs like a that they're not supposed to see? And, and then virtual it would, reality. And then the rumors would start flying. Oh my God, I was over on the left side of the wave pool. Christy's boob came out. Her left boob. I saw it. It's awesome. Oh man, I need to go hang around there. Her boobs are coming out because girls were new to the having them and putting their tops on. Girls never gather up and go, I saw the tip of Jesse's wang. <laughs> they don't get excited about that. We we made a whole day out of it. We didn't have anything like that in Montana. No water. What? Park, no nothing. Montana didn't have a fun water park? No. Nope. And a lake or something? <laughs> didn't you just, like follow an elk around for a few hours? You don't want to have a lake that. with like uh, log rolling the, and stuff? <laughs> log rolling, right. yep. Yeah, they're probably going to build apartments or something there. But either way, what are you going to do? Goodbye, Big Surf. That's a sad thing. It's a little Arizona treasure. I know we got wave pools and stuff like that, but that's one that's been there. So I think they built it in like '68. It survived. It's been around that long forever. I'm pretty sure it was in the late '60s that thing opened. I might be wrong, but it's a little piece of history that comes and goes. And now you can part it out and have it at your house if you're interested. If I'm Brett, I'm not doing it because I still might get, be some fingerprints I get on Brett it. Those tiki's. No, 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 no. Brett doesn't want any reminders of that place at his house. <laughs> there still could be some. Future, like some future revelation where, you know, uh, you can DNA test. And he's got the evidence yeah. right here. <laughs> DNA test something that Brett touched. And it's like, oh, we can find anybody who's ever touched this. I'm, just, can- I'm going to buy him the lost and found bin with all the suits, tops, <laughs> oh, and everything. Right. <laughs> you know what I want to buy is the file desk 
of all the complaints that their uh, bottoms hurt <laughs> because of big Italian fingers. Something happened in the water. My bottom hurts. All right. Put your name down and tell me what you think happened. There was a swarthy Italian underneath me for like two minutes laughing. He sounded like this. Good, 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 good. Brett's probably saving his money now because uh, they're auctioning off the uh, bell from the, uh, I think, the Nina, Christopher Columbus ship. Really? He needs two and a half million to start. It'll go between two and five million. We have the authentic bell from the Nina? Yeah. For 400 years? Are those boats still around? Yeah, one is uh, completely restored. I know it has a. It's not the same boat, though. Oh, yeah. It's just built to standard. No, as far as I know, they got um, one the of them rebuilt. No, kidding. Where's that? I think in um, Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. Yeah, because they had to go home, right? They took it back. Wow, I didn't know that. That'd be an interesting visit. Do they celebrate that thing? Why would Spain care? Well, that's they're the ones who wrote the checks. Yeah, I know, but why do they celebrate finding this? Thing? Hey, we paid a lot of money for this. We <laughs> want it back. Yes, this is a tourist attraction for us. Not them. You'd think that would be in like Florida or something. According to this, they found the Santa Maria off the Haiti coast. All crashed. Uh, well, because technically he never made it here. Right. Yeah, he was down there in the Caribbean. And I'm not sure which one is the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> Some one of the about, ships. Well, I'm drinking sangria. <laughs> anyway, well, there you go. Goodbye to Big Surf and hello, Nina Pinta Santa Maria. Brady's got a bell for you if you're. So right. he's he's a bad uh, he's a bad Parker because he ran aground in Haiti. Oh yeah, no, he didn't he's expect to hit anything in. yet. I don't know anything about anything, but I'm sad that Tempe's uh, Big Surf is for sale. And no, you know, it's yeah, just that'll down be a to big splash. Is that the Golfland thing? Yeah, the Golfland. Yeah, Sun Splash. Sun Splash. There's Sunsplash. there's water parks. Do they have a wave pool like a surf pool? Big Surf's is biggest though. Like they, right. don't, they don't have that. They just have that thing that kind of. They just have a wave pool. Doesn't have a, yeah. have a wave pool. Sunsplash it's got a wave. It's got a wave pool, but it's not like a surf pool. They like they, an actual wave. Pool? But what they yeah, do they have is so surf that thing you can stand on and play surf, pretend to surf. That uh, it's like a machine that does like the simulator. Yeah, it's not like oh I the think one that does. shoots the water back yeah. up and it just makes the curl. Well, that's sad. Goodbye. And Big Surf, uh, synonymous with that, there was a Mesa High School track coach. Oh, did you see that yeah. guy got caught yesterday? Yeah. One of the Jackrabbits. He was a part-time track coach. And I'm looking at his picture, and I'm thinking, mm, not going to hang around the kids. If I'm a hiring guy over there at the old Jackrabbit. Oh, yeah. uh, so Chris's girlfriend goes to Mesa High. Oh, really? Does yeah. she speak English? She's in the marching band. <laughs> oh. She speaks English. Um, so my she plays thought, the giant guitar in the was, band. Uh, hey, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't do track, does she? Yeah, they're 26. Anytime you say part-time 26-year-old high school coach. Again, we, we've come up with our saying like the the age that people should be teaching. Yeah. But I guess it's But he's part-time. He's not you a teacher. You shouldn't have anyone under no. You shouldn't have anybody 30. that doesn't work there helping out that doesn't have kids involved. Lisa it's, had a master's at 24 and she started teaching. Yeah. You can do it. And oh, teaching's yeah, no, fine. But you can't just get a guy off the street who goes, I'll help you with your track team. No. Do you have any interest in the kids because you're related to one of them? No. I'm just really like hanging around high school kids. You're in your mid-20s. Yeah. Okay. No. The answer is no. If you don't have a I'm brother. 21, I want to teach girls yeah. track. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe diving. Right. The difference is you're 26 and you don't have a brother on the team or anything. You just want to hang around the high school kids, especially the girls track team. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a hiring practice problem there for the Mesa Public Schools. 
So he ended up talking to a fake cop who said, I'm 14. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he sent over a couple of wangers on the phone and then said he was going to meet up with her. But then he didn't meet up with her, so he's probably not going to get in as much trouble. But he lost his job as part-time track coach, would had to pay, what, 4 or $5 a week. Yeah, so good luck to all the people who – they should fire the people who let him on there. We hired this uh, drifter off the road here to coach the <laughs> right. girls' uh, track team. Oh, great seem, idea. How old is he? Seem legit. Oh, yeah, he's in his sexual prime. He's 26. This is fantastic. Is he normal? Nope, not even a little bit. He's got crazy hair, and his eyes look a little bit wonky. First photo I saw, I thought, wow, this guy's going to be really fast. He he's was been running from the law for years. He was also very sad that Big Surface sold. <laughs> right. Well, that's why he had to go. Where am I going to see teens with their tops off? Yeah. I always thought that. Little League, all that stuff. If you don't have a kid in the game, you shouldn't be hanging around the kids. It's John, weird. my first experience was at Big Surf. Just like you, a uh, chick that I knew, hot, high school, water slide, pops down, wearing a white T-shirt, nothing underneath. Oh, Thank you. Thank you, Big Surf, for all the memories of nipples we weren't supposed to see. And, and, in my case, nipples that came right off in the form of John Stevens' weird chest that rubbed up against the edge and tore his nipples right off. Well, Big Surf is no more. Tip your cap, folks, to Big Surf. Another legend of the valley. Another jewel of the valley. Says, Boy, you guys just keep stabbing Brett in the heart. First his mom <laughs> and now know. Big Surf. It's a tough week for Brett. <laughs> By the way, I just did Pat McMahon again last night uh, back at the H&H Ranch. Uh, my friend Mark, he's a banker. Brought a client up to the ranch, and I've met him before, and we're talking. And he goes, I knew uh, the question to the, the answer to the five C's you were asking today. And he goes, I got to tell you, that's not a good Ed McMahon. I'm like, it was Pat McMahon. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a banker. Thanks, yeah, it was a pa- First off, it was a terrible Ed McMahon because it wasn't Ed McMahon. It's a really good Pat McMahon, though. Who's oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he knew. Oh, is that why I just, I just listened to the questions. I'm like, all right. Does Jim McMahon sound yeah, like that's that? That's what I told him. That I said you might as well have just thought it was Jim McMahon. Why did you even play along? I'm Ed McMahon, former sidekick of the great Johnny Carson. I knew the I questions, guy. but man, yeah. this is not funny. <laughs> this game is just going nowhere. This guy's lost it. I uh, I wonder if Ed is uh, interested in doing a little uh, trivia. Of course I am, oh great one. You're you're actually not Ed McMahon, are you? Yes. Yes, I have Star Search Sunday at 4. John, you don't know how right you are. Dude I went to high school with was helping, helping yep. the local track team while he was in college. Yep, you don't do that. Guess who he had a baby with as soon as she turned 18. <laughs> you don't go back to high school to hang out with the kids. Red flags Teacher's everywhere. assistance. Red flags everywhere. <laughs> the dude who goes back to high school has is, is already felt like he's not being good at being yeah, an adult. Couldn't let go. He can't let go. You don't ever... Go back to high school to hang out with the new crew. You just don't. High school ends, you leave high school behind. And then you take your class. 20 years later, you can go back and meet all the people you went to high school with. You don't want to go hang out with the new ones. I went back two years after I graduated. To go hang out to with the To the homecoming kids. dance. You did? Yeah. With a girl? Yep. You took a high school girl when you were 20? She was a senior, yeah. Oh, per. We were... No, well, yeah. I was going out with her when she was a sophomore. All right. All right, Paul Walker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you're 20 and you went back to a oh, high school yeah, dance. Oh, yeah, great. You said, you said yes to that? <laughs> you told her, okay, I'll go. The homecoming. I'm like, you know what? This oh, is the last uh, dance. You know, brutal. we might. Uh, I'm not coming back. <laughs> you shouldn't have. Oh, my God. That's a terrible story.
You were 20. Yep. Did you get pictures? Do you still have the pictures? I don't know. Please get those. Diane Fenton. And you hadn't, you didn't steal her flower. You dated no. her for that long? Yeah. You dated a girl from her sophomore year? No, we dated, um, she, it, it was not her sophomore year. That was my, I started dating her her senior year. Oh. And then, um, then actually went up to, she went away to college, DePaul University. Sure. And I did a couple of road trips over there and then it just didn't work out. Yeah. Well, the high school, the dance, the high school dance was where you guys peaked. Yeah. Or she, Athens, Chicago's a hall, isn't it? She took her. At the other one, and then Greencastle, Indiana. Oh. DePaul. Oh, DePaul. DePaul. Yeah. yeah. For people who can't spell DePaul. <laughs> Dad, I got into DePaul. <laughs> oh, congratulations. You did? Awesome. Get you a trip to O'Hare. Oh, oh no, 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 no. The P A W. DePaul. <laughs> oh, the retarded DePaul. I see. Yes, we'll take you there. I go to, I go to DePaul. Oh, good for you. My boyfriend is 20. <laughs> Will you go to homecoming with me? Sure. Oh, I got nothing else to do on Saturday in college. <laughs> I'm in. Your college life sucked if you went to a high school day. You were 20. Yep. Brady. It's great shame. I got nothing going on that Friday night at my party college with Tom Brenneman. Brady, we're going to do some blow off some cadavers we got out of the science lab. Now I got to go to a high school dance. Whoa. <laughs> What I'm doing is better than what you're doing. That's pathetic. And I love it. High school girl asked you. She had to ask you. Or did you ask her to her own homecoming dance? You no, she to. asked me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you can't like put up. Look, we're there. going. Yeah, not many people can say they went to five homecoming dances, John. Man. And not many people want to. Yeah. The people who do are usually called... Guys track. who flunked out of junior year. Track coaches. Yeah, and <laughs> I went to five homecoming dances. Is All that right. right? You were in school too long. Or you were a pervert. Five homecoming dances. I didn't go to any. I went the Look, year after five. I, it after I graduated. Five, it was uh, four. That's, right. yeah. That's a lot. A friend of mine was a year younger than me in school. She, we went together. I can't go. To, I, I went to prom and it was a failure. I was a complete catastrophe. Is that the motel night? Yeah, I jerked off on the floor yeah. while she slept. <laughs> to scrambled porn. <laughs> Scottsdale Marriott still stands. You guys are interested. You remember the room number? No, but I could DNA sniff it out. Give me a black light, I'll get there. <laughs> I can retrace they, my uh, steps. Hopefully they've replaced the carpet since 1990. Nope. Uh, anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, let's get a wake-up song. It's brought to you by our friends at Action Ride Shop over there in Mesa. The weather is amazing. It turned a little bit. It got chilly last night. It's even better today. But uh, while these uh, roofs and snowboards, oh, yeah, they got killed. It was great. I saw a hailstorm. I didn't see any snow, but somebody said they got a lot of snow. You can get all your snowboarding needs, ski needs, and all the stuff you'd ever want uh, over there at Action Ride Shop. And then if you're down here in the valley and you want to do some running on bikes, man, oh, man, take whatever bike you got and get it fixed up by the best wrenches in the city and – some of the greatest uh, bikes ever. And with all the supply chain stuff, Josh pre-ordered a ton of bikes kind of with some foresight. So he's got extra – he's got bikes all over the place. And if you're if he, trying to get it somewhere, that's the place to go. Get on a bike. Nothing better than biking around. This city, we Flagstaff, are – Flagstaff two hours up. ago right outside oh, wow. Window Rock. It popped up tons of it. Yeah, they got snow, which is great. Get a little skiing in there before it uh, comes. So my, my house is confused. 
my trees are starting to, and flowers are starting to blossom. And oh, mine are. They think it's there. spring. They think it's springtime, and it's going to, I don't know, something bad's going to happen from this, but they're starting to get little buds, and I'm like, not yet. We're a month, whoa, 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 we're a month whoa, whoa, whoa. away. I know it got a little warm there, but settle down, tree. Uh, what do you got on their board there? Oh, there it is. A uh, lot of requests for anything from Killswitch for tonight's show. Oh, that's right. Killswitch is here yep. tonight. Uh, and then we got Raw, local boys. Uh, do you call my name? Nine Raw's Inch local? Yeah, they're from, the, what's his name? No, they're not. Larry they're talks from, to the guy all the time. Georgia. Really? Yeah. I don't think that's accurate. Uh, Nine Inch Nails had like a whole <laughs> Cleopatric Chromio. Oh, Cleopatric's on there? Damn it. I promised a guy last night at the Suns say, game we were going to play a different song. Double damn it. You got to play his Chromio song. Romeo's so. No, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I said hello to him, and we were very cordial and had a nice moment. It'd be a really I'd nice gift. It'd his be name, a really nice gift. His name was Ronnie, and he came over and said hi to me. And then he said, You got to get Deftones on there, man. Diamond Eyes. And I'm like, All right, fine. I've been asking for months. I'm like, all right. All right get off my ass. No, nah, I was kind of that way, but it's like, all right, I'll see what I can do. He's like, come on, you promise? I'll get the song on for you. We'll play a little Deftones. And it's right there loaded up. But Chromio is such a great song. <laughs> playing both. No. No. <laughs> this isn't Kirby's house. Come on, Veruca. Not everybody gets what they want. <laughs> Ouch. Some people have to be disappointed. Zing. Yeah. Two grand to go to Disneyland. Cost me 300 bucks normally. I'm in. Kirby wants it. Kirby gets it. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're going to do it with Chromio. Chromio's the one. I love Cleopatra. <laughs> Tried to get Larry to stick them on the U-Fest, too, but they're not available. I have Highly Suspect and Cleopatra on the same. Oh, my God, I love Cleopatra. They're so much fun. That last record is great. And again, another band's just two dudes. It's the bass and a drum. And they it's amazing sound. Yeah, they're just crushing it, just like Royal Blood. They're very much like Royal Blood. But their Chunky Chromio is a cool song, too. Oh, why did they do this to me? Sorry about that, Ronnie. I know I told you lies last night about how I'd do that. Or we could do the one that just came up and just do a Conte Partiro, and we can all have a sing-along and fake Italian for Andrea Bocelli. It's a concert, concert psyching rock. Time to sing. I don't like the Sarah Brightman one. It sounds like the... Uh, the Rudolph special, when the when that although their final the final note that they're belting out for like a minute. Oh, I mean he dominates it, but that he should he does it alone. Yeah, he didn't need her help. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I do wait for okay. Get your chorus out of the way, or your uh, well, <laughs> you want to skip through the only song get you know. Her by lines Bocelli. done, and then yeah. let him come in. Yeah, there's. I used to have that in my. My Dodge truck, I'd have that Bocelli song going, and I would shout at the end of that. Crank thing. Just cranking that thing. <laughs> like some crazy person. So I didn't know he did it solo. Yeah, that's his song. And then she popped in there and ruined it. With her squeak. He's, just, he's so perfect. You don't need help. Bocelli doesn't need help. She's good. He's maybe the best ever. God, that's a great song. But Chrome is a great song, too. Holmberg, I know you're not into <laughs> Dazed and Confused, but every time you talk about those track coaches or weirdos that yeah. stay in high school, all I think yep. about is Matthew McConaughey, great line. David Wooder. Love them high school girls. I keep getting older and they stay the same age. <laughs> that is a great line that is no longer appropriate at all. all right. We all laughed in the theater and now it would be like, I'm leaving. We can't be part of it. All right, let's do it. Well, sorry about that, Ronnie. Not doing your Deftones. Maybe some other time. Chromeo's a great song. I don't know if it's got cursing in it. It probably does. I've got the lyrics. Okay, up. good. So, 
We'll get in there. It's Chromio. If you don't know about this band, they're Cleopatric. And they're just dumb fun. They're great fun. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.